Victor and Lois are siblings who were both diagnosed with generalised anxiety disorder. Lois lives and works in London and Hector is a student living in Vienna. In their weekly podcast, Anxiety Calling, they'll be talking about different aspects of living with generalised anxiety disorder and how they get by in day-to-day life. Welcome to episode 16 of Anxiety Calling. My name is Lois. And I'm Hector. And today we're going to be talking about sleep in, yeah, sleep anxiety, anxiety about sleep. And um, I really, actually, I don't know why we didn't come up with this, with this episode earlier, because it's such a huge part for me, at least, Mm. of the whole anxiety and panic thing. It's it's massive. It's probably one of the biggest factors for me, and and so yeah, I, I we don't know why we didn't we didn't come up with it earlier. You know, I've kind of had it at the back of my mind for a while now, but somehow other things kept coming up, and yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you're right. It is it it is such a it is such a massive part. Also, just the because it's such a two. I feel like it's such a it goes both ways. Mm. It's like. Um, your anxiety can really affect your sleep patterns or if you whether you get any sleep and not getting sleep or getting sleep can massively affect how anxious you are so it kind yeah. of swings here and there it's, and it's like both they, they're so they kind of hang together in this weird way sleep and anxiety do no i mean yeah for me it's the, the i think one of the things that was most problematic for me and or is still problematic i mean i, I rarely sleep go to sleep and wake up seven or eight hours later that just doesn't happen to me I I go to sleep usually later than I want to because I just can't go to sleep so sometimes it takes me ages to go to sleep usually Mm. because my brain is just you know I'm very tired or something and I I feel like I could sleep I lie down and I think okay you know I went to bed reasonably early and then suddenly it's just like something shifts in my mind and it's just Mm. like like merry-go-round I mean it's not very (laughs) merry it's very (laughs) Very unmerry. What would be like a, a carnival? What would, what would be a what would be a, a what would be a merry go? What would be a, a something a, a nasty like go a ghost round? Train. It's a nasty go round. <laughs> it's a, a horror go round. Um, that's the one thing. And then it, I do go to sleep and I wake up four a.m., three a.m., two a.m. You know, yeah. it and I wake up for many reasons because I've had a bad dream. I've had a stressful dream. I've had an anxious dream. I wake up and think, and my heart's beating weirdly. So I think I'm about to die and I'm alone in my flat. <laughs> Trigger warning. <laughs> this is very scary. <laughs> I, yeah, I wake up in the middle of the night and I think I'm dying. And this can happen all night. So every two hours I wake up and this mm-hmm. would be like a really bad, this would be really bad. The worst kind of night that, that can happen. Like you just really can't sleep because you're so anxious and your heart is beating weirdly. And you can hear your heart beating your ears. And, um, or you're, or you're obsessing over thoughts, you know, which is preferable to the, th- I think I'm dying in my sleep one. Um, and then I wake up at six or 7am, even if I only went, it didn't go to sleep until four and I can't sleep anymore. So that's, I would say it happens twice a year that I sleep about eight to nine hours without waking up, without bad dreams, without weird physical sensations. And then that is the day, two days a year, <laughs> that I know what it feels like to be a normal human being. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it this year. It hasn't happened yet. I mean, but it's still early days. So <laughs> I think it's, yeah, it's, it's hard. I think I suffered much more from this kind of thing while I was still studying or while I was still at school, to be honest, um, where I just didn't sleep sometimes like and it does happen still now that I'll have like a night where I just do not get any sleep just Mm. absolutely none at all and I'm just mostly mostly it's because of thoughts um I have very very intrusive thoughts at night um that are really hard why do you think they come at night more I than during the day? Because there's less distraction, because it's, it's dark. It's less distraction it's, and it's dark. Nothing so else to do. That, but literally, I can't even just like, because like if, you know, on a normal day, like even sometimes I'll just stare at the wall for ages, mm. like in a daze, but I'm not 
actually thinking about anything in particular, but I can't even do that at night. It's all dark, right? And it's quiet and um, and there's nothing, I can't like be like, oh, you know, I don't want to really think about that. I'm going to go take a walk at 4am, can I? Yeah. So, or it just wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I, I live in, I live in Hackney, I live in East London. It wouldn't be the safest thing. Or clean the flat. Yeah, it's also be yeah. I would That'd drive my neighbors bit. crazy if I went and but, cleaned the flat. But that is another thing. So I, I, so if if I think I could just get up and do something, but then it's like giving in to the the madness, as it were. Exactly, because I know you know people get up and they'll have a cup of tea or they'll you know read a book, but I'm too kind of I'm I'm sort of paralyzed sometimes at mm. night. I'm just paralyzed, stuck there in bed, um, and I'm having very, lots of intrusive thoughts, and I start catastrophizing things and getting very very anxious about things sometimes I make like whole plans of escape mm. and things and um I do that can often then as the night progresses and I'm not getting any sleep that's when the physical symptoms start coming in like you know my heart be is like being crazy or my breathing's becoming erratic and I'm getting sweaty because I'm feeling stressed because I'm not sleeping and the more stressed I am about not sleeping the less I'm able to sleep that's um, one of the most horrible things. Like yeah. if you have to work the next day at eight a.m., exactly, you're still awake at three, and and you're just yeah. you get angry because you're not sleeping. Exactly, and, and it's just like you know and you're also, just going to sleep less then. Like I have sleeping pills, um, but the thing is, you shouldn't really take sleeping pills unless you are able to have a good eight hours sleep. Because otherwise, no you're going to be taking them at four a.m. Exactly, that's the thing. That is the thing. And um, I have taken sleeping pills um, before, not no, not at stupid o'clock in the morning, but like, you know, if I'm like, okay, I really need to sleep tonight. And I've had a couple of nights of like not sleeping, then I will sometimes take um, meds, sleeping meds to help. And the thing is like, I do really like them mm. because the sleep, that I have experienced on sleeping meds is just so wonderful. But don't you feel hungover the next day? Yes, that's the downside. The mm. thing is, while you're sleeping, it's just so wonderful because, like, it's like a dreamless sleep. It's like somebody shot you with one of those animal darts, you know, one of those tranquilizers. It's like a tranquilizer. It is a tranquilizer. <laughs> yeah, it is a tranquilizer. Okay, fine. It's actually what it is. I know. And you just go to sleep and you don't, it's dreamless. You don't dream about anything. You're really deeply asleep. Nothing will wake you up and you will sleep for a good six to eight hours at least, mm. if not 10 hours. But this is what makes them so addictive. Yeah. And that, but that's the thing. I, 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 cause like, like I said, I, um, that's something we'll talk about this more in, in self-medication probably. Um, next but week. <laughs> next week, yes. But one thing that I that I do react well to I, is tranquilizers, which isn't sounds doesn't sound great, I know, but I like tranquilizers. Um, but I very very um, I'm very conscientious about them and not taking them too much because not because I'm worried about getting addicted to them. It's that I'm worried that the more I take them, the less they will have an effect on me, and then it won't be worth it. You know what I mean? My so problem like, is with sleeping pills is that I'm so anxious about taking medication that i don't I get any sleep anyway it doesn't make any difference I one to me. i had that once actually so like i i took the first time i ever took sleeping pills was something in germany and it was just one and i took it and i thought that this is going to be the best sleep of my life and i didn't sleep at all yeah. i got no sleep and i was so angry because then i was like how is this possible i just took a friggin tranquilizer and mm. i got no sleep i was up all night not sleeping and like what is wrong with me that sleeping pills don't even make me sleep i was really distressed about this and then i made the mistake of asking someone who works in the medical profession not an actual doctor but somebody who works in medicine i was like what what do you think is wrong and they were like oh you know maybe your receptors are all fucked up and that's why you can't like your the your brain receptors that should like you know react to these these chemicals aren't reacting properly and so mm. you're unable to be tranquilized I was like what so then I was really freaked out and I was like obsessed about that for ages but then I took American sleeping pills and they really knock you out like I'm mm. not even sure this stuff is legal in Germany the stuff that I have now because my partner is from America so and you could just get sleeping pills anywhere in America which is you know, probably you get not Walmart. 
Yeah, I mean, I got them at a CVS, which is like a, it's just like a, a chemist or like a, uh, like a drugstore. Mm. Um, but like a real drugstore then. Um, yeah, they have everything, but they have everything there. It's sort of like a bit like a DM in Germany or like a Boots in England. Yeah, yeah. it's like that, and um, so you could just get those. And I have, I have like a bunch just in case, but I don't, I don't take them all the time because I'm, I, I want. I want to enjoy them when I do take them. I want to enjoy the sleep. And so if I take them all the time, I would get immune to them. And you're only really supposed to take two. And I was already at some point at the point where I would have to up the dose to actually have the effect. And then I was like, okay, this is a problem, obviously. So I had to stop taking them mm. for now. Um, yeah, this is like, you know, a perfect example of how, how the addiction part in a physical and a mental sense um, yeah. works. And it's it's just... You, perfect like, moment for a disclaimer, by the way. <laughs> so let's hear from Jib. Greetings, friends. I think I speak for everyone when I say I need no introduction. But that's not why I'm here. You've probably been asking yourself how I got to where I am today. I had no professional disclaimer due training, and Lois and Hector are not mental health professionals. It doesn't matter. What matters is a clear message. Find your message and disclaim it to the world. None of us had big goals at the start. We just wanted to talk about our experiences to raise awareness and help end the stigma of mental illness. And here we are. It's been a hell of a ride, and you can ride us. Or listen to us for the rest of your journey. Our journey. Thank you for coming to my Fred Talk. This has been Jib, the Disclaimer Dude. Yeah, I think the thing is, it's it's the, the trouble is, it's like the the desperation that I have felt to sleep has been just so high that mm. I, you know, have at times resorted to taking sleeping pills. Like I said, I don't make a habit of it. Do it I don't take them every night. I take them maybe a couple times a month at best. But usually I, I, I don't take them because... Um, because I know that I will sleep very, very, very heavily and I'm unlikely to wake up for a long time. Um, and I need, I really should only take, I only take them if, if I, if I should only really take them if I'm going to bed like early enough to, to you know, to, for it to be okay for me to sleep that long, which I rarely manage. I often go to bed too late. Um, another problem is that my, it's like the prime sleeping hours for me is like between six and 12. So 6 a.m. to 12. Wait a minute. So six in the morning. So from six in the morning until noon. That's when you sleep best. That is the best. That is like when I sleep best, which is obviously not possible if I have a full time. Like right now I'm, I'm unemployed. So like, it's not such a big deal that I've been mm. sleeping ridiculous hours like that. Um, but when I have a job, obviously that doesn't work. So I'm like, but it, those are the, those are the hours where I get the most, the deepest sleep. Mm. I don't know why it is the way that it is. It doesn't seem to, and it's always been like that, which has been, which was very hard when I was at school because the time I had to wake up was six in the morning. Yeah. And also at the weekends, I was usually working as a cleaner, meaning I was getting up at like five or six in the morning again. So I feel like I spent a good 13 years of my life just not getting nearly enough sleep. I mean, with me, it really shifted when I was beginning of my twenties, I think because when I was a teenager, I could, I could sleep 14 hours sometimes. Oh God. Yeah. And, but now since, well, yeah, since I'm in my twenties, but okay. I was working a job, which really fucked up my sleeping patterns, which was, I was working only night shifts. Yeah. Um, 180 hours a month and not only just night shifts, but also traveling night shifts. So I was, I was working on night trains going all over Europe and yeah, but it's still the same. Like now, like I said, I went to bed last night at about one o'clock and just woke up at 7 a.m. with a brief wake up at four. <laughs> I go to sleep usually at 12 or mm. one in the morning, which obviously is late. But it, I always seem to wake up at 12. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> like I, mean, I can sleep 
I can't if I like, but here's the thing. That sounds like I'm sleeping for 12 hours. I'm not. I'm sleeping for about six hours because I spend six hours trying to get to sleep. And then I finally get to sleep at 6 a.m. And then I sleep until 12, which is, you know, it's, it's really yeah. it's very problematic. I mean, that is the thing. So, I mean, I was, I, I, I was, on, I was talking to a therapist for a while about this subject because I had also had for a long time, at the moment, it's okay. It's not ideal, but it's okay. But I had phases where I just went to bed and I just, didn't sleep mm. until 4 5 a.m and um lying in bed awake is and having these thoughts is just not very restful and i mean she said you know you should try and see it more like you're resting your body even if you're awake yeah and, that's why i always tell myself too but yeah. somehow it just doesn't work the thing is the, the problem is yeah that the thing is it doesn't really work and and eventually your body starts sort of hurting because you're lying in the same way. And yeah. I don't know, it's a difficult thing. But um, so that's also, the one. My side. mind is the thing I use the most, especially right now during the pandemic, because I can barely like, I'm maybe, maybe out, 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 out for a walk once a day, mm. right? So I'm not even using my body like I normally would. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to the gym. I'm not doing anything that's physically really that exhausting. And the, and even when I'm doing physically exhausting stuff, the thing that really needs the rest the most is my mind. And like, all I want is to be unconscious for a couple of hours. Yeah. No, yeah. And this is the, the other side then. So for me, if I have had a really bad night, then, and the knowledge of this also makes it harder during the night, but then I know, if, so if I've had a bad night, then I know that during the day after a really bad night, I will be, more prone to anxious thoughts more prone to possible panic and the physical attacks. symptoms are going to be much stronger the physical symptoms are going to be stronger weird heartbeats dizziness and and everything and and just my general capabilities but this is true for everybody who doesn't sleep well but um, yeah sleep deprivation has been used and i'm sure is still used as a very potent form of torture yeah yeah no, definitely <laughs> sleep deprivation. I mean, there was I, there were times when I was working on the night trains where I just I was getting really if if you did like four night shifts in a row, for example, mm -hmm. and I mean you did you were if you, if you were lucky you managed to sleep on the on the job as it were you just um, had to do it. And there were times when I was so capable that I was able to go into my compartment, lie down, go to sleep. Half an hour later, I'd have to wake up for the next station. Mm. go out go back in sleep half an hour and go out again because you just and this was the, the yeah. one good thing about this job the one good thing about this job was that you were so exhausted that um all you cared about was eating and sleeping and then mm. i didn't really worry too much about the other sort of generalized anxiety disorder things that you worry about like you know the, the weird thoughts you have about you know life and existence and Mm -hmm. where things are going and, and if someone wants to sue me or you know anything you know and embarrassing um, flashbacks embarrassing flashbacks you know if you're just if you've been awake for an awful long time and you're working and yeah eventually all you care about is sleeping and eating and i think actually um somewhere i read that it can it can be used for depression uh, as a form of treatment for depression, they experimented with sleep deprivation, but I'm not sure if that would work with me because being really tired depresses me so much. Yeah. Also, uh, like when I'm depressed, honestly, when I'm when I'm going through when, when I'm going through a very difficult depression, I will sleep like all day. Actually. That's that's really interesting because with me, so there are people who who sleep when they're depressed, sleep all the time, mm -hmm. and with me, when I'm depressed, I just literally I can't sleep. Really, I, mean, I just sleep no, so just well when I'm depressed. I mean, but well, I, my anxiety stops me from sleeping. No, I mean, with me, yeah. But the thing is, I think my depression was usually caused by anxiety, so it was, uh, you know, yeah, wasn't going to work. It wasn't just it was. It was from the start. It was um, it was bound to fail. <laughs> so this is just something. Sorry, I wanted to throw in there because. Um, is kind of on it would have been fitting for the um anxiety and health episode but it actually fit as this episode is about sleep i'm gonna throw this in there sleep is about health anyway you know yeah but no here's what it is mm -hmm. so you know that i'm a bit of a hypochondriac and i yeah. worry about very rare diseases that 
probably aren't going to happen to me. Yeah. In connection with sleep, there are two that I'm afraid of. There have been these documented cases in the past where suddenly, like, communities, like, where the where be it villages or, like, in cities, like, groups of people suddenly were, like, comatosed. And they had no explanation for why this happened, but they just wouldn't wake up. And this, they would sometimes stay in that state for months or even up to, like, a year. How did they survive? Well, I guess they were put onto tubes and stuff. Oh, Okay. But like they couldn't wake up and they're like videos of people trying to wake them up, like smacking them in the face, like standing them up and like just really trying to wake them up. And it just wasn't working. They, they were just basically like comatose. And drugs, drugs also didn't work. Like narcolepsy. Nothing. Yeah. They tried drugs, drugs, adrenaline or everything and nothing was working. Mm-hmm. And that is, and like the thing is like of late, I have slept because, well, yeah, I mean, because I'm unemployed, I have slept a lot more because I'd usually have to get up at nine and as I don't have to do that now I kind of always wind up sleeping until about noon um and I'm just and even then I would prefer to just stay in bed and sleep much longer and like I remember being jet lagged once and I slept 20 about 20 hours once all in one go so I know that if I can sleep then I it's very hard to wake me up and I'm kind of that sometimes disturbs me and I'm worried like what if I wind up like that and have like a comatose thing but even more scary than that because like i because like although i would i think it would be quite distressing if i did go to sleep for an entire year um but even worse than that is something i only recently learned about which is called i think it's called fatal insomnia and basically sometimes it's very rare but sometimes people just stop sleeping and like no amounts of tranquilizers or whatever will work to make them go to sleep and they just within about 18 months they die of exhaustion of exhaustion they just die because they like go they go insane obviously because they're not getting any sleep their body like completely deteriorates because it's not getting any rest um i i was really worried about that actually that is one if you heard about fatal insomnia because i only recently found out about it and i've like watched it i was just like oh my god like because nowadays i actually at the moment i have been able to sleep more than I had in the past because like I said like I do tend to sleep between six and noon um, which is six hours which is actually quite decent and sometimes even more than that but back in the day especially when I was still at school and still studying I sometimes didn't get I sometimes maybe got like two to four hours per night and because I, and I was like convinced that I had insomnia, which I think is, I don't know if it was the, I don't know if it was insomnia or if it was just my anxiety keeping me awake. It's sort of hard because I, again, it took a long time for me to be diagnosed with anxiety and it would have helped to have known that when I was a teenager, I think. Um, but if I'd read that back then, I would have been so scared. But the thing is like a, a, another but a part of me is also still worried about this because if it could strike at any moment and we'd have no explanation and nothing and nothing that anyone could do for me. That is very distressing. You know, I would hate to die like that. Yeah. It would be a horrible way to die. I mean, I did worry about this because there were times when, I mean, I literally for about three weeks, I didn't sleep. I think for more than I'd be lying in bed and I'd sleep for like half an hour and wake up. And for about three weeks, I was really just, you know, and this, this does happen to many people actually. Um, and I was actually worried. I was so tired that I'd just drop dead from just not sleeping. This was something which was really yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Um, apparently it doesn't, it's not that easy. Um, and I was, also, then when I had that, I was reading about, there have been people who, uh, apparently just didn't sleep for 45 years. <laughs> oh my God. There's a, there's a very famous, um, man who lived in Vietnam and he didn't sleep for 45 years apparently. Why wait, well what kind of man is this? Is did he have fatal insomnia or did he was he well, just obviously like he's not fatal because he didn't die. Or did he like meditate a lot? No, and, no, it, it started just, it started after he had some sort of fever infection. Okay. And he just didn't sleep after that. And I mean he rested, he lay down and he rested, but he just didn't sleep. Okay. Apparently. And um, there was another case, but I'm not sure if that one is true, but there's this French guy who lived until he was about 94. He died in 1947, was born in 18... 
whatever that would be then 50 something or 40 something anyway and he lived until he was 94 um but um when i was yeah when i had like weeks where i just did, but and he didn't sleep apparently he didn't for sleep. how many years um i didn't read that one but there was some article where he which was written long before he died where he hadn't slept for 10 years already oh gosh but i mean one thing that i did think of though imagine if you don't ever sleep is your life would be twice as long yeah that's the thing like, i don't understand people who are like oh you know you're wasting your life by sleeping because you know you sleep a third of your life and isn't that terrible a third of your life you spent sleeping i'm like how is that terrible i just really love sleep like the older i get the more i love sleep but and I, even as a child i really liked i mean i didn't you know i i mean I, I did the classic kid things of not wanting to go to bed you know uh, you know bedtime obviously um but just i don't know sleeping is just uh, and it's not the same as being dead because that's the thing. I like, oh, you can sleep when you're dead. No, when I'm dead, I'll be dead. You know, I won't be able to experience sleep when I'm dead because I'll be dead. You know, we, we don't 100% know what happens when we die, but you know, it's probably, well, you're not you're asleep. probably dead. <laughs> no, you're not asleep. <laughs> the thing is, so this is a problem for me that you're saying you love sleeping. I, for example, I don't like sleeping that much. You don't? No, because. Because but of your dreams? Because of my dreams. Because <laughs> I have really, oh, I not they're not nightmares. I just, I mean, sometimes I have nightmares, obviously. But um, there have been times when I, I, um, I dread going to bed and going to sleep because I know that I'm going to have exhausting, stressful, um, awkward, uh, panicky, uncomfortable um, dreams, and yeah, I have it so much and and it's, there are phases i mean there was this one year when i was living in berlin for some reason i just had wonderful sleep and i didn't dream at all and it was great <laughs> i like those two i also here's the thing with yeah i'm it's, it's the same with me but it's really a gamble with me like there's no guarantee when i go to sleep whether it's gonna be a dream where i'm on some elaborate quest given to me by someone and where I have like this whole long thing that I have to do and I go on a whole adventure and journey and everything. Sometimes I have dreams like that and they're quite fun because mm. they're exciting and I want to know how they end. Um, sometimes I'll have a dream where I have a fight with somebody that I don't want to have a fight with and it gets like really heated and bad. Mm. Um, and sometimes I have just like really, I have, sometimes I have, oh, the worst dream. There's ones that I hate. You know, those dreams where you have to catch a flight or you have to catch a train yeah. And everything seems to go wrong. Yeah. And like you, you leave for the station and you forgot your ticket. So you have to go back to get the ticket. And now you've lost, missed that train. So you have to get the next train. But you know that that's going to make catch it quite thin. Uh, you know, it's going to be like, um, it's, it's going to be hard to catch the, you know, whatever train you were supposed to get after that or the plane or whatever. And, and so then you think you're going to opt for a taxi, but then you don't have any cash or you, they don't take cards or, your card gets declined like everything that could possibly go wrong goes wrong and it's like and you're just really really stressed because you have a deadline like that's the thing these dreams that i have sometimes they often involve a deadline that i have to meet but everything seems to stand in my way to reach the deadline and those are like those are like for me those are, that's like the the classic anxiety dream because you know i'm constantly anxious about stuff you know meeting deadlines being places on time um, especially when I have to travel, that's a big one. I'm very anxious about traveling and like catching trains or flights or whatever. So that's like, it's, it's kind of, that one's always a bit of a kick in the teeth because then I wake up and I'm like, oh, thank God that was just a dream. Um, and I'm more exhausted when I wake up than when I went to sleep because the dream was so stressful. And it was like, my brain decided to come up with like my worst nightmare and just present me with like an insurmountable anxiety task um and i'm just exhausted afterwards and i i absolutely those are the worst ones for me those or when i have sometimes i have dreams where i'm um on stage and i forget my lines those are bad too that's like my version of the naked dream you know people apparently have dreams where they were naked at school and stuff like that and it's like really humiliating mm. i don't i've had dreams where i've been naked and i was never had a problem with it if i'm being honest like in places I should, probably shouldn't have been naked, but that was never really an issue for me. But the worst, one of the worst dreams, my version of the naked dream 
is um, being on stage and not knowing my lines. I had that. <laughs> I had that exact same dream. And being not, on stage, not knowing your lines. Yes, it was not long ago. I was, I was, um, for some reason, it was really, it was a couple of just months ago, maybe. I had a dream where I was, I had to, and the worst thing is I had enough time to prepare, but I just was procrastinating all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't learn my lines. And the performance was coming closer and closer and this feeling of dread and embarrassment and, you know, and it was, I think that was the imposter syndrome, like the embodiment of the imposter syndrome mm, yeah. um, is, is, is that for me, is that I had this dream where I was supposed to be learning lines. I didn't learn them and I just had time, but I just didn't do it anyway. And then the performance was coming. Thank God I woke up before the curtain went up. Uh, I see. I've, I've had dreams where I was standing on stage, couldn't do any of the lines or, or worse, I had learned the completely wrong play. Like the play that was on, that was supposed to be on, was not the play that I'd learned. Mm. And then, like in my dreams, like the directors would stand up and start shouting at me and throwing stuff at me. What? I wonder why the fuck one dreams these kind of things. I mean, I also. So I, I mean, I as a performer, it kind of makes sense. I yeah, think. but I mean, it happens in every, in every. No, it happens in every line of work. So I dreamt. So as a train manager, mm-hmm. we have like a, a a metal whistle which we blow to warn the people that you're shutting the doors before the train leaves, you know, like in films, you know? Yeah, yeah. You blow a whistle and the train leaves. Classic thing. I dreamt (laughs) I was working as a train manager (laughs) and it was raining like crazy. And it sometimes did rain like crazy work. just happens, you know, and you're outside. And um, I suddenly realized (laughs) I want the train, I want to, you know, blow my whistle to make the train leaves. I suddenly realized that my whistle is made of cardboard. (laughs) (laughs) And it's going all soggy in the rain, and I try to blow it, and it just goes. Oh my god, that's and so weird. To, and I started to panic because in real life, I mean, it happened to me once that I just I lost, I dropped my whistle, it broke or something. These things happen. And in an emergency situation, I just whistle with, I put my hands in my mouth, right, mm-hmm. and do a, a loud whistle. Yeah. And it's sufficient, depending where you are. But in this dream, I just had to, you know, do it with this whistle, and the cardboard whistle was just <laughs> dissolving in my hands, and I was, you know. It was, <laughs> Yeah, I think that whatever job you have, like you're going to have dreams like that. I meant purely the standing on stage and not knowing your lines is probably, you know, if you're performing a lot. that. Kind no, of yeah, of course. I, mean, I, th- is... I think every performer has this has had this nightmare probably. Yeah, definitely. Everyone I know has had this nightmare. <laughs> I also had similar nightmares where also I think about the stage when I was still dancing, um, but also about work. So it'd be like, I'm trying to find my way from the dressing room to the stage and I just can't find it. Mm, yeah, and it's yeah. like a labyrinth and yeah and, oh god and and i know that i'm up to go out and and like i said i had this exact same dream where i had to change trains and 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 catch the train and just i can't mm-hmm. li- I just can't find it yeah yeah that's, i haven't that's... had these dreams for a long time the classic dream is also where you where you where you where you can't run properly or it's like you're walking through treacle Oh God, I hate those ones where you, or when you can't scream when somebody's coming to do yes, terrible things to you and, to you, you, and you you're like scream. trying to scream <laughs> and you and can't. You know, it's a funny thing because I don't, some people like, um, and I don't know exactly why this is, but some people, you know, sleepwalk, some people move around a lot in their sleep, some people talk in their sleep and some people like move a lot. Mm. Um, I, I'm not very, I don't tend to. And like, for instance, like my, my, my partner doesn't like it. Thank God he doesn't sleepwalk because that would drive me nuts. Because I'm just, I'm just, I'm, that's something that terrifies me. It's not that I'm scared of people who sleepwalk. I'm scared of what they might do by mistake. You know, they might hurt themselves or they might, you know, wander out into the street. Does that happen? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Some people have really bad sleepwalking, you know, and sometimes they'll sleepwalk and have whole conversations in their sleep. One of our siblings once got up in the middle of the night, came into our parents' room and told them that she had murdered one of our other siblings. Oh, that's pretty scary. And she hadn't, obviously, just, you know, just so everyone knows, the other sibling was fine. She was fast asleep. She hadn't done anything, but she was sleepwalking and... That's also a bad dream. Had an entire... you dream that you have accidentally killed someone. Oh, God, I hate those dreams. <laughs> another, another really weird... Here's, another, here's a very strange dream that I sometimes have. So, a while ago... A couple of years ago now, I was um, fired by my manager and I 
couldn't bear this person like I just we didn't have a good relationship I found I just thought that she was a terrible terrible manager and I didn't like working with her at all um but I was always you know professional about it and then she fired me and then I I didn't I didn't become too disrespectful but I did give her a piece of my mind Mm. and then left (laughs) sometimes to this day and this has been like a couple of years now whenever I meet her in a dream I like physically attack her mm-hmm. and it's really scary because I would I would never do that in real life I would never punch a, another person in the face if you know unless well, I, mean, I, I have a like, completely different personality in my dreams as well yeah mm. exactly like in my in, in in real life like I would only I think I, I mean I wouldn't be physically violent to someone unless I'm like you know defending myself physically mm. but I have a very just dis- I mean you know obviously obviously have some unresolved issues <laughs> about this person because like every time I dream about her I wind up like physically attacking her because she annoys me so much mm. and then whenever I wake up I'm like I'm so annoyed at myself because I'm like I don't I want to be over it it doesn't really matter at the end like she did me a favor at the end of the day because I hated working there anyway and everything turned out just fine like and I, I you know I kind of, I wanted to leave anyway so it really isn't such a big deal but somehow I think the way in which she treated me makes it harder for me to sort of just swallow but and like I should I feel like I should be over it by now but and yet every time we we bump into each other in a dream it doesn't end well like it gets really ugly yeah I mean my problem with dreams is that for some reason they're usually highly emotional so something which wouldn't upset me so much in real life can really upset me in a dream and yeah. the problem is so I wake up in an emotional state and that sort of is hangs hangs like a hangover it just drags partially into the start of the new day and so I will feel upset or angry or or sad and I don't know why it is but my dreams are very intense on an emotional level yeah and that is something that um that does bother me and then there's also dreams where I wake up and I think to myself what the fuck is wrong with you? How can you <laughs> come up with something so disgusting? I know. Sometimes I'm really, really freaked out by my dreams. And that's like really worrying to me. Cause I'm like, am I like, what is wrong with me? And if people knew the, and then I always think, you know what? He's, it's, and this is so funny. Whenever I have one of those really weird dreams, which is just wrong on every level. Mm-hmm. I then think about <laughs> that song in the Disney Cinderella. A dream is a wish your heart makes. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? My dreams, I definitely, they're not wishes. I mean, if these are wishes that my heart is making, I'm very worried. Well, I think Freud at some point said dreams are wishes or fears. So let's just, you know. Let's just say that. If, if you were to follow what Freud said, then it would be fears. But um, I know, I think the only thing that cheers me up after those dreams is, I think you, yeah, you sent me that meme with, <laughs> with the, the cat. It's it's a meme about um well, we can like post it on Instagram like, stories yeah. next this next few days. But the, the caption is what my I uh I dreamt my crush um, I dreamt my crush liked me and then my, and dreams. my dreams. It's like, it's like a cat holding an cat. old man in a basket and, a <laughs> and there's a flying car. car in the background and it says this is your child. <laughs> this is your child. Those are my dreams, and exactly, I just have such. It's just, it's like it's a mess up there, and so I was talking to a friend about this, and so she studied um, psychology, and there are different trains of thought, obviously, about what dreams are. So Freud was really into dreams, and he was, you know, if you read Freud, then I mean, we we university we had a course where we read a lot of Freud. And, to be honest, when I was reading it, so he said, so he'd, he'd be talking about someone's dream or his dream, and then he'd be analyzing it and he'd be saying, ah, and this is obviously connected to this. And I thought, okay, well, that's quite a far. <laughs> far um, it seems like such a stretch. Often, it's a bit of a it? stretch. I think sometimes it's a bit of a stretch. And so I was talking to my friend, and so she studied psychology, and she said, um, you know, there is a train of thought which thinks that dreams are just brain farts, basically. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's just a mashup of, of things that, that you think about things that you see things that happen to you and it's there's no real um meaning or um um sense to them and um i think that i think i think it is 
probably I, God knows what it is, but it's like so for me, if my dreams are sometimes like there's the conscious part of me, which is in everyday life and mm-hmm. does normal stuff, is watching these dreams and thinking, okay, this is this is a bit weird. Mm. But at the same time, it feels so realistic that it's I'm sort of going along with it. Yeah, that's, that's I think that's the scary thing about dreams but is how realistic they feel. Yeah, but it's like one part of my brain is off and the other one's going haywire then. And that's why all this stuff gets mixed together. Yeah. Uh, weird is, God, I just, sometimes I dream that faces that I dream that two people are one person. And then it's just, mm. but it's actually quite impressive what your brain can do. Yeah, that is so weird sometimes. Or like, or sometimes how, like how you dream intricate. about someone yeah. who, you, who is like a very, let's say if I sometimes, I mean, I'm going to take you as an example now. Like, I'm not sure if this has ever happened in my dream, but like sometimes I'll like maybe dream and the person in the dream is you, but mm. you look completely different and you speak a different language. But you still know it's me. But I know it's you, but you yeah, just have a different body and you're speaking, I don't know, French. What's also happened to me is that I've had a fictitious, I, was, I, was, I think I was a teenager, but I had a fictitious dream about, about a person. And in the dream, I fell in love with the person. Aww. And it was a fictitious person. And when I woke up, I was... I was lovesick because this person didn't exist. Yeah, I, I've had that too. I've had that too. It's very weird, isn't it? And you have like, you, and the thing is, like, you have so much time in dreams as well. Like you just yeah, years dream. can pass in, in a dream. It's a different sense of time. Yeah, yeah, so you have like an entire relationship in one dream sometimes, and it's really sad. Like I've had that as well. I've woken up and I've just been really gutted that this this entire relationship that I dreamed up was just fake. I had a or thought maybe about, there's some I, people who think that the, that you go into a parallel universe in your sleep and then that'd be so fucked up because I know, know. <laughs> I would only go to the weirdest. I know it's universe. like Rick and Morty. Like I don't. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes. I, yeah. Probably. Yeah. My 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 dreams are like Rick and Morty. You know what was it? The TV the show where they had TV yeah. shows about yes. everything. That is what my dreams are like. I've also noticed an annoying thing is that. My dreams always wait until like it's getting really, really exciting and there's like the big reveal is about to happen and yeah, then my alarm too. clock goes off. Like it, like in a series. Yeah, but that, that is weird the way the big reveal just happens. Either it sort of stops before the big reveal and you don't notice that time has stopped in the dream or it is literally always just before the alarm goes off. Yeah. What is that? Why does that happen? Is this some kind of know. dream conspiracy or some kind of sleep conspiracy that I'm supposed to make some kind of realization of what the big reveal was without my dream telling me? Sometimes Why there is, is no big that? reveal. What's even worse though is if you have a dream where you suddenly understand the universe and then you wake up and you can't remember what was. Yes, <laughs> you know what you mean. I've had those too. You're like everything suddenly, everything you see like, it's like I don't know. It's like people say LSD is like. Yeah. And, I suddenly understand everything and then but then I wake up and I can't remember what the point was but exactly and then the and meaning I think, of life was I dream about the meaning yeah. of life and then I wake up and I can't remember what it was anymore yes I know exactly what I mean you wake up and, you, and, and during the dream you think like oh my life is never going to be the same again yeah. because of this realization <laughs> and then you wake up and you can't remember what it was I had a thought I had a thought I thought to myself because dreams are sometimes so realistic mm-hmm. now imagine if I could control my dreams a hundred percent and I could choose the reality of my dreams every time i go to sleep i think if one could do that people so many people would probably just exist to eat and and work so yeah. they can survive and then i mean okay this is a part of what like uh, virtual alternate reality um games are a bit about mm. so um but if you could i think you know you'd probably i think probably you just work anything and just eat it'd be like a drug you know you just go to yeah. sleep and then you'd have your perfect, or you could do anything you wanted. You could be anything, anytime. I mean, I don't, I very seldom have dreams that I can control. But if there is a dream where I realize I'm dreaming and then I decide to fly, for example, mm-hmm. or, or just rub a bank or do anything I want, that is really cool, actually. It is cool. I like it when I can. Sometimes I'm, it doesn't sometimes, happen often, though. sometimes I can steer them a bit, but mostly like what I'm I can do is like if I'm having a dream, which is quite like an exciting one, and then I wake up briefly. I am able to go back to sleep and continue dreaming of the same dream, which is quite cool. But something else wanted on, on the subject of controlling your dreams. I once met someone and he said, because like sometimes he's able to sort of steer his dreams a bit. And he says, all he ever, what he, what he, when, he, when he realizes he's able to steer his dreams, he just tries to have sex with people in his dreams. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, it literally... Yeah, it never that, that, occurred to me to do that. It never occurred to me to try and have sex with people. In, whenever I have a sex dream, it's horrendously awkward and like 
and like disturbing. I, and I, only, I wake yeah, up and I'm like, have, oh my God, how could I have yeah, that dream? I only have oh. sex dreams about people that I don't actually want to have sex with. In exactly. Life. I'd have a sex dream about someone and it'd be sort of uncomfortable seeing them the next day yeah. because obviously they didn't dream the same dream as me. But what if they did? <laughs> what if they did? Yeah, let's hope they didn't. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. It's sort of like I've never... It never occurred to me to try and have sex with people in my dreams, to be honest. It's, it, sometimes it happens. Usually it's deeply uncomfortable for me afterwards. But yeah, that was something. And it was just so funny because like when you told me that, it's sort of just like, it honestly never occurred to me to do that. Um, but I also have never, and, I, and then because I, then I was like, oh, I guess that's an option. But then it's, an, I've just never Maybe really with had... a celebrity that you've always had a crush exactly, on. Exactly, that's the thing. <laughs> I've been thinking like maybe, if, but we'd, me and the celebrities rarely show up in the same dream. And like, then I would like totally maybe try and go for it. But then again, with my luck, I would like put my moves on the celebrity and then they would be really offended and not want to speak with me. And then it would be a really awkward dream. And then I'd wind up in court for sexual harassment. That's definitely what would happen to me. Exactly. That's what would happen in my dream. Yeah. And then the the judge would be like a a cucumber or. (laughs) Exactly. And the cucumber would sentence me to life in prison and prison would be a place like, I don't know, just like really weird prison scenario. That's what would happen if I tried to have sex with someone in my dream. Prison would be living inside an old man's beard. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And my prison cellmate would be someone that I used to go to school with. Yeah. Yeah. I know I have very, very disturbing dreams. And cornering back to anxiety and sleep, (laughs) um, they do have a massive impact on, can have a massive impact on, I can wake up from a dream which was very anxious and just be you know anxious the rest of the day or for a large part of the day because the dream already set that mood yeah and so sleeping can be good not sleeping or it can be bad if i have bad dreams and not sleeping is also bad obviously for for me um yeah what do you know about that (laughs) I have, I have to say, like, um, after hearing that somebody managed to live for 45 years without sleeping, that is quite, I'm actually feeling a bit relieved. At the same time, I'm not sure that's how I want to live. Well, I mean, it didn't seem to bother him that much. And mm. I mean, I is think... like a vampire. Why don't vampires sleep? Oh, they do, though. They sleep during the day in coffins, don't they? Forget it. Never mind. No, I don't know any vampires and that's not all vampires i mean yeah i feel like it's different with different vampires i mean it depends what you're watching or what reading i guess yeah i mean if you could be a vampire and you could be immortal but never sleep again would you do that do i get to have like the special powers of like being really fast and like mind control and stuff that some vampires have then yeah for sure and if i could be like extra good looking yeah for like but i don't want to have that lame thing of not being able to go out in the sun because that sucks so yeah if i could yeah if i could be because that's the thing kind of like limits everything if you're only allowed out at nighttime but then like then you know then they're like i don't know I've seen vampire series where then they had like witches give them special jewelry that allows them to go out in the daytime but and I've also read books where it was like they can go out in the sunshine but they're just like super sensitive to sunlight so they have to wear sunglasses and like sunblock and hats and stuff I could live with that but yeah I think honestly I feel like it's a no-brainer I would totally be a vampire for sure yeah I probably would too but I'd be curious but I mean it kind of suck if then because the world is obviously ending soonish and, and then you'd just be like <laughs> but you'd still survive and then you'd have to live off like whatever what? remaining humans or like rats and cockroaches yeah, it would be really boring because you'd have no earthly pleasures anymore you know the only the only would. point of immortality is that you you enjoy you know earthly pleasures like but Sex, you could use alcohol, your vampire powers, and... like your mind control, and go and force politicians to do the ne- ne- the um, necessary steps to um, try and stop the world from yeah, going to shit. Yeah, that's a you thought. Know? You'd have all the time in the world. You could become a politician and just like, you know. But I would rather just go and brainwash people. I think that just seems much easier than actually having to become a politician because that just seems a bit boring. Yeah, and plus it'd be weird if you never died. 
Exactly. They would you like, could be a dictator for the rest of your life. You know? Exactly. You could be a benign dictator. Maybe like a benign dictator of the entire world. And then yeah. I think I would probably do an okay job. But I think it'd probably um, be quite exhausting though because humans exactly, reproduce so I'm quickly. Just, you know, and like, where would my earth, then I would also around. have no earthly pleasures because I'd spend my entire time sorting everyone's shit out all the time. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Okay. That, I think that's many a bit of a... pitfalls to being a vampire, apparently. <laughs> But I also think another thing, I don't want to, I also don't want to be one of those ones that like if I bite someone else, then they're infected and have to then become a vampire unless I kill them. That sucks too. So I would rather be the kind of vampire that can just sort of like, you can have, I'd, I'd probably just live off blood bags, I guess. Or maybe I'd get like my partner to just donate blood to me all the time. But I think he gets woozy when he donates blood, so that might not be an option. I'll just get friends and family to do it then. Yeah, I mean, it depends how much blood you need, but you know, you need a lot of friends and family then. Well, yeah, I think you know, I, yeah. Plus, some of them might feel more comfortable about giving the blood to someone who's actually dying. <laughs> I would also die if I don't get the blood, so. But then you're not immortal. Are you only immortal? Oh, no. yeah, no, they don't die. They just get all crusty, I think. I think that it's not that much um, real science, uh, scientific. It's behind, behind, <laughs> behind vampires. Not really, no. Not, there's no, no studies or whatever you call it, <laughs> empirical studies. No scientific studies, um, data. Yeah, studies and data on vampires. Mm. Anyway, next week, oh, we're yeah. going to be talking about self-medication. Um, so how, yeah, how people with anxiety or how we personally have in the past or in the present do self-medicate um, to help combat our anxiety. Yeah, we decided to do it because it was an interesting one anyway. And the, I mean, the, the poll was very obviously for... Yeah. Very obviously for sleep. <laughs> but, but we, we were interested to, in, yeah. in doing self-medication anyway for a while now, so... Yeah, and so that's what we... Oh, time like the present. Indeedy. And um, yeah, so if you haven't already, give us a follow on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts um, if you feel, if you liked it, or if you didn't like it, you know. Mostly <laughs> if you liked fine. it. <laughs> Mostly if you liked it. <laughs> Please recommend us to anyone you think could be interested in our podcast. And as always, feel free to message us on Instagram if you have any if there are any topics you'd like us to talk about or if you have any feedback we love hearing from you <laughs>